Hello, listeners. This is Lynette Phillips with Empower Your Possibilities, and I am here on Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 233 of Chasing Dreams. Today's episode features Lynette Phillips, who I think, guys, is my spirit twin. Yeah, I know. There's a few of them out there, but I think Lynette and I have parallel lives, all right? She is someone who you will love to hear from. She has worked for my favorite company, the Walt Disney Company, from a six-month internship turned it into a 17-year year career, and now she is pivoting. And I don't want to give it away too much, but it's an amazing journey. And one I found a familiarity to. And so I think you guys will enjoy the conversation we have and the lessons she teaches. Have a pen and paper ready. You're going to want to take notes, seriously. And if not, show notes will be available. All right, guys, here it is. Lynette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I am so excited. There was something about your story when it came across my desk that just resonated with me. And I'm curious to see if the parallels in your story to mine um, are there or if I imagined it. So we're going to find out about that shortly. But before we get to that, I like to start the show with finding out what did young Lynette want to be when she was growing up? Young Lynette had several iterations. I knew I would want to be a business owner, uh, have an opportunity to being a product or a service to the market. Uh, but I was also coupled with a love for sports and thought I will be one of those people with a fanny pack on and water bottles running out in a field as an athletic trainer. Even volunteered in high school at a local hospital and get that opportunity. My father really introduced me into that, which is get your feet in there, get wet and like try to understand if this is the direction you want to go in. And I started college, had a lot of fun, got to decide, do I want to go to that class or not? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, had like an epiphany moment one day in lab where I just thought, I, I don't know that this is what I want to do anymore. And it came out of the struggle of, is there going to be a clash and conflict when somebody makes a decision that they want to play and this is not ideal for them in the long term? So when your values start to clash and I thought, you know what, if I'm not going to be there in this capacity, athletic trainer, I'm here to bandage things up. I'm here to, you know, make sure you go to therapy, but it's hard sometimes pumping and priming people to be motivated to rehab. I was going to own the team. I'm going to go. I'm going to switch. I'm a pivot right before pivot was the cool word of 2020. <laughs> and, I, and I did that. I went saw my got my counselor. I enrolled in the business school. And got my marketing you know, degree and still ended up, you know, with a hospitality career that's now led me to entrepreneurship. So I have come full circle, but I, I'm willing to learn the lessons along the way. So the young Lynette knew 
you can go after it, but you might try different things to get to your end goal. See, I love that though, because not a lot of people, it hasn't been made cool or actually I think it's been interpreted as being uncool to try things out and then not go with it, you know? So the fact that you tried in high school to see if, you know, athletic training was the thing, volunteering, right? Getting these experiences, I love that. I think that's awesome because how are you going to know if something's the right fit if you don't figure out what's not the right fit? Oh, absolutely. My son, I think we we are on like our fourth sport <laughs> and it's okay at 10. Part of that is, do you understand the fundamentals of teamwork and everything else that comes with it? Because we can apply your athleticism you know, everywhere else. I do think that we sometimes stop ourselves in a corporate culture because what we don't want is to seem scattered. And I, there's a balance when it becomes intentional and you know your why. Why am I in this season of my life choosing to work this role or to do this job or to learn this skill, especially if they're very, very, very different? That's even that's even better. Maybe one can influence the other and you're learning a completely different skill or just exercising a different part of your brain. <laughs> not everybody embraces that, though. Right. And that's the thing. Like, not everybody embraces it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you are of the belief that there's no, there's no wrong experience. You just got to learn from it. it. Sounds like it. Uh, very much so. In 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 exactly what I why I named my coaching company Empower Your Possibilities. At the root, the definition of empower means to make something happen. And so, you know, if you were to change the word empower for that, make something happen. Your possibilities. That means it's multiple. It's not just one you know, avenue. And it's we're not born to come here, get in one trajectory, one path, work that job, work ourselves to death, and then die. That's not the goal, the intention. Um, I shared with you, you know, a little bit as we you know got to know each other for this. It's really important once you connect your purpose and understand that your purpose is to serve others. So there's someone waiting on that wild dream. There is someone waiting to be viewed as a crazy idea. I love that, um, you know, my husband is an educator. And right now, I think that those who are still engaged, and he's a highly engaged educator, you know, he's taking this as an opportunity to say, is it so bad if we had to break the whole thing up and start over again and rethink what we thought was the most effective way? Because I have... My son is not a homeschool student. He's using the innovative option from the school. So he logs in at home and he is there all day long. But we got to give people the confidence and the space to impact change and to do that and not be afraid of it and to understand the science of the change. Why? Why is this important to me? How is this serving others? And how is this purposeful? But it takes, um, I, you know, grappling with your fears to to get there. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think there's a school of thought that, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But at the same time, um, you know, just because it's been something that's, it's always been done a certain way, doesn't mean it's the right way. Right. It's like missing out on the opportunities of improvement or bettering yourself just because it's always been that way. Is it maximized? Is it to its fullest potential? And I think that's the, the, the difference. We use a great um, formula that uh, Tim 
uh, Galway actually developed for tennis professionals, which is performance equals your potential minus your interferences. And so we don't spend enough time looking at what is that interference? Is if it, Sometimes it's emotion. Sometimes it truly is fear. Sometimes it's a limiting self-belief. Sometimes it is just the resources. You know, what greater time right now in the next 12 to 18 months, if you're someone focused on leadership development, there's going to be, there is a leadership crisis in our world. So someone is needing your school of thought and the education that you've put in, but it, yes, it is. It is. Everyone walk away from their corporate job of 17 years. Like I did. I, I cannot say that that's, that's what I would advise someone to do, but I have prepared myself and my home and my children and my husband. We already had some conversations when I, committed and told my husband I was resigning, the first question he asked me was, what does support look like? Mm. And I said, I know, right? I told, you know, I don't, I'm going to look at the audience and I'm going to say this. To me, that was a sexy question. It was one of those that made me connect with him on like a level of like, oh my gosh, now he can show up and I won't feel like he's looking at me like, I didn't let her do this, but I, I don't, I don't believe it. Or I believe in her. He said, what does support look like? for you to do this. And it made me, you know, really make sure that I upheld my end of the bargain because I'm like, he's willing and he's committed. Mm-hmm. There's, you there's know, something so. powerful. I, I think it is a sexy question. I think it's a rare question, right? I mean, you, you're blessed to have that. <laughs> now, seriously, because some people don't have that kind of support in their life or around them where they feel comfortable enough to pursue or take that leap or take that jump or pivot, as you say, the way you did. And so uh, love, love, love your husband for what he did for you there. That is fantastic. All right. That's phenomenal. But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're going to bring you back to the 17 year career. Yes. <laughs> the 17 year career. That's not. That's amazing. First of all, I mean, a lot of people jumping back and forth. Here you are. You stayed with the company. Tell us about this journey that you took with this company and what company was it? Because, you know, some people may have heard of it. It's it's a stretch, but let's just go ahead and tell them. It could be, you know, one of the world's most recognizable brands and someone who might be listening. It could be their dream company mm-hmm. that still exists. And it was with the Walt Disney Company that. My journey with them was supposed to be six months. I had signed up for an internship and I got there and I thought one of those things, I, c- I can do this for the rest of my life. You know, you, you do know that there's going to be retirement in sight, but when you're 21, you're not thinking of it that way. It, I fell in love with the products and services. I fell in love with the experience. I was working on the front line. I had never worked in a hotel before. I had like food and beverage and retail background and the recruiter saw something in me to place me in, 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 in the resorts. And I spent all of my career there, um, getting to open properties, uh, getting to be a project manager for new initiatives, um, running departments. Um, you know, I think one of the greatest stories there is I got an opportunity to lead uh, recreation after I returned from maternity leave on my second time. Oh, by the way, this girl can't swim. So when you talk about leadership, I was a department leader where to build the confidence of my team to be the experts and respect that I would show, I was still there to develop them in guest service and some of the other front of the house specialties that I had. 
but there was there was something like it was a vulnerability that there's one thing I can't do, right? I can I can train first aid fully completely. I can monitor the pool deck, but if I needed to jump in that water, I would get I would train. I would come with them at like six a.m. when they would train and get in the water, and they would all be like, "Oh God, we're gonna have to save her." Like, <laughs> you know? but it was like one of those things of like I don't have a fear of this water. It's a skill I have yet to learn, and now I have children, and now we've gone through that process. But at the time, not grateful for a company. You know, would they t- always take a chance on every single person? You know, no, I'm pretty sure I was a risk for some who were like, what are we doing here? Um, but we knew the we knew the why. It was moments like that. Like I didn't leave Disney even with a bad terms or anything. I just got more clarity because we've never closed. We hurricanes here. <laughs> I was eight months pregnant with my daughter riding out a hurricane at Disney with my son, <laughs> you know, a, a couple years old. And, but it, when I told my leader, when I shared, I, I have to do this, they said, we knew it was a matter of time. Like it was like, we were on borrowed time with your talents. And I, I, I love that because they allowed me to grow and still, and still develop me, and, you know, gave me opportunities to lead hundreds of leaders over the course of years and, and watch others grow. And I mean, if I was still there, there would be people that I probably would be working for that would be my thing one day. This is bright, brilliant talent, um, a place where, where people can taste their dreams. It really, really is. It's it's amazing because, yeah, there is a parallel, right? So I, I worked at NASA in my, I think I was 1920, was an intern, became a co-op, then became an employee, worked there for seven years total amongst it. And that's when I had my pivot. I wasn't 17 years, but I had my pivot around when I was 28, 20. I think the realization came around 26. It was somewhere in that time, just as I was making my switch, but you know, 17 years, right? Do you ever think that you took too long to make the pivot? Or do you think you you were in the, it was the right time for you? It was the right time for me. It was, I, I really was at that intersection because at the pace in which the world was just moving mm-hmm. and, and we, you know, we were hopping and then COVID, it showed up and literally March 19th, March 13th, because it was going into like our spring break weekend, you know, we went into like the national quarantine. I, I still worked for a couple of weeks after um, the closure. And then I got furloughed and that I think, and again, the exploration, I wouldn't even say realization, that journey allowed me to do things like co-found the Fulfilled Mom Movement, put on my first online summit with some business partners. I was operating in the pre-COVID world of working, you know, my almost 50 hours, you know, full occupancy hotel. I would not have been able to show up in that space and learn how to um, you know, pitch pitch an event and really stretch my boundaries. Now I'm learning sales and marketing uh, and and different funnels and identifying the potential client. I had the pause, and we call it the purposeful pause, the purposeful pause in my life. So it allowed me to commit to the pivot more because my attention was on it, and I had the and I dedicated the time to to thinking through it. And quite frankly, I think the bigger driving force was the dedicated time in my home with my children. I've only ever known them to be in daycare, be in school. You know, I, he was eight weeks when I went back to work. 
due to the maternity time being done. And then my second one, I had four months off with her. And that was great because new initiatives and new support for working moms. But, you know, to have a two-year-old and now a 10-year-old and you're you're teaching them, like besides my husband coining me the principal, he's like, you're really the principal of the school, I'm the educator. But me taking that time, it helped me design, well, what is what is this next stage in the life that I'm going to live? Like I said, I didn't any bad terms. I love that the narrative that my leader at the time that she gave me was, you know, we are all here in support. We're hoping, not that it doesn't work out, that you find that you'll bring these talents back home and that we, you get the opportunity to serve here. But it was like, we knew we were on borrowed time. We were good. And that's, that's not a message everyone, you know, gets to, to have when it comes to, I'm leaving to go do my own thing. I'm leaving to, to to venture out and do some other stuff. Well, not everybody has the awareness that you did, right? Even if it, even in COVID times, providing you that opportunity to be with your family, to ride it out, so to speak, at home and go through the things you do. Not everyone still has that awareness to think about their situation. People don't always take the time to learn more about themselves and evaluate, is this the right step for me or is it time for a change? You seem to have become more conscious of yourself and the steps you wanted to take. Was there a secret to that and just becoming more more aware of what you wanted to do? Because I got to tell you, uh, some people have, there was no one event for me. I was sitting at a keyboard and just realized I was a board. Some people have life-changing events that kind of be like, hey, this is different. Let me do that. What was it for you? For me, that that awareness and that consciousness started five years ago. So it's it, it wasn't abrupt in the sense like when, when people are like, oh my gosh, you're quitting your corporate job and you're doing this stuff. It was like a seed was planted really five, five years ago. And the reason why I referenced earlier that we're not here to work, work, work ourselves to death and then die was going through the process of my mother being diagnosed a second time with cancer and succumbing to that illness and it being a year and a half of having to grapple with the reality of what was to come. Not that I relied on my faith any less, but it was an intersection of, it's not the outcome that I prayed for, had a desire for, or that I'm hoping for. And my mother was only 55. And to me, I'm the youngest of all of the children, but, you know, as adult or adult children, and they had us very, very young in life. So it was like, mommy and dad totally redesigned wherever it is that you want to do. My mom loved to cook. So one of the things that she did do was publish her own cookbook. Like she really wanted to make sure like she, there were some things that she really, I think, aligned and made sure that she got an opportunity to do. But when it was done, it was done. And I just thought, if I were in her shoes, do I want to at 55? If, you know, even if I get to see 55, I'm grateful for that. Do I want to look back and think there's unfinished business or there's unexplored territory? And that was the trigger. That was the seed being planted. So, you know, I I, I grappled with what truly was the grief and the depression and the, the literally like a lack of movement. Like I was just existing for a little bit and that's okay because that was me honoring what I could do. Just getting out of the bed and making my bed was enough. 
And then I still made it. it. Interestingly enough, my highest rated performance year was the year my mom went through that. Interestingly enough, the ability to produce results in the environment that I could control because I, everything else was out of control. So the seed had been planted and I went ahead and within like eight months later, I, I responded to an email from Regent University that was like, hey, we'll waive your you know application fee for graduate school. And I thought, I'm not losing the $50. So I called <laughs> and a woman named uh, Hope answered. I kid you not. And we had a great conversation. Next thing you know, they said, well, we'll put you in a conversation with an admissions counselor. Admissions counselor happened to have a connection to Disney previously. So we had, went down this path. Do you know this person? Is they still there? And they had worked for the company for 15 years. And now this person was in Virginia at the university that I was applying for and said, you can get this, this, and this, this in. We can probably, you know, go through and get you a conditional acceptance, meaning you can enroll in a class. You've got to pass that class. And then we put you through the, the actual application process. It at least gets you started. By the way, it's Wednesday and that starts on Monday. And you've got 24 hours to get me these things. So I came home to my husband and I said, I, I think I'm in graduate school. I'm not sure yet. Then I had like four days to turn around with Disney, how to do the educational reimbursement and say, I have this conditional acceptance because they have a great reimbursement program. I mean, and then I was in class on Monday and I, wow. and then halfway wow. through graduate school, my husband says to me, I think are we have another baby because, you know, we've talked about it. And I was like, are, are we? I mean, I'm, and we, and we, and we, we got pregnant and we had Maya and, I graduated on Mother's Day weekend in 2018, and that was no better way to water that seed than for me to stand there with my children around me at my graduation with my husband, with my mom shining on me. And she's like, the world is yours. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. So just getting the education in the area that I wanted to focus on was very important to me. And then I went back and I, you know, got a chance to apply it in the workplace, got to do it outside, continue to kind of grow what the, the plant, the seed that had been planted. In November, I went to like a personal training and retreat with um, a friend invited me out to it. And it's just was the catalyst. Like it lit the fire to say, you've got to pivot. Like that's where I was on the beach in San Diego and it was like 2020 is the year of the pivot. I did not know what the actionable steps of that meant, but now I'm watching it unfold. And that's part of the chasing your dreams and purpose journey is that you're not, it's not going to be perfect, whether you put your notes in your, your iPhone or you write it in your journal, there will be parts of it. That's more like a choose your own adventure book that says, if you go down path a, you know, you just pray the dragon doesn't breathe fire on you. You know, you hope you picked this path, but it may be, you know, around the woods. So for me, I, I've just been, I'm okay with the choose your adventure and, and exploring it and going back because I know the reason why. And the reason why is I'm, I'm not going to leave any regrets on the table. I love it. I love it. And I, I love it so much because you're embracing all the possibilities, right? You truly are living your life. And, and here's the thing, because I think too many people, guys, if you're listening, please take note of this and what Lynette did. Too many people think it's all or nothing. Like you have to quit your job and you have to live this life full time. Whereas you were working and you're like, okay, something's calling me to do these classes. And, you know, let me, you were juggling both and being a mom and being a wife 
at the same time. But it was just that one thing, that one thing that was yours that it sounds like, again, don't put, don't let me put words in your mouth. Sounds like well, the catalyst to kind of kick things off, but it was your choice to do that amongst all the things you had going on. And you didn't know if it was going to be, if it was going to work or not, but you were like, Hey, let's try it. Let's test it out. You did it. And you're still doing it in just different ways. Yeah, I think because once you are trying it, you're actually going to connect with the emotions of it. Mm -hmm. You're going to continue to ask yourself, is this purposeful? Does this connect with my why? Does it align with my values? Does this make sense? It, it, you know, I'm in that world where I'm grateful for, you know, business coaches and mentors who are challenging me to say, it's not about every sale. It's about the right sale. How do you serve your really true ideal client? And I love that because that resonates with me to understand about truly making a connection and making that transformational difference in the right person's life at this time, who's willing to be that explorer, who's who understands that we go at a deeper level. I'm going to go with you at a, that deeper level because it's things that are in our subconscious that are going to block it. If our brain has not experienced that kind of free fall, whether you want to call it faith or that a, uh, that anxiousness, but it's a good nervous energy about doing something different. Our brain actually tries to pattern match it. It's like looking for that experience. And if you don't have that frame of reference, so that's all I've been in the ne- in the last five years for me is a little bit of like the, there's the unknown. Maybe this treatment's going to work. I don't know what's going on with mom. I hope she's getting better. She's feeling good today. And so, like part of it was like I didn't even realize my brain was rewiring some of the experience to lay the foundation to say, you've been talking about grad school for 10 years. Well, it's now becoming a reality. Well, what then comes with it? What does commitment now look like? What does hard work look like? I am proud of the person who still comes out of COVID just on the other end, in their right mind. Everybody does not have to hustle hard at this moment because this is like probably the most mentally taxing environment to to do that. You know, mm-hmm. so part of that becomes how do you even just sit and be still with the emotions that you have? Because that's such a part of your journey, because you are not those thoughts and those feelings that are happening at the time. You know, even for a successful person, some people think that they are a success and they are so miserable. On the surface, they are success and they are so miserable. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about you. You brought it up and I think it's a, it's a valid point. There's two things I want to talk about. One, that too many of us feel like we have to, in order to be happy, we have to match or imitate someone else, especially if we see their life as shown on Instagram, right? It's, it's Instagram perfect, but you don't see the hard work. You don't see the years or the struggles or the things that they don't show, right? And I... <laughs> I love that you say not everybody has to hustle during this time, because I think, again, too many people. We're all individuals. We're all unique individuals who operate differently. I know personally, I couldn't do anything that first two, three months of covid be productive. I, I was productive for other people for their reasons, but the Amy J brand and Chasing Dreams, we didn't really move too far because I just didn't have it in me. I was worn, right? I Something new had to come up. But I think too many people put that upon 
each other. What do you think about that? What is it that makes us want to kind of follow other people and what we see about them and what we think is their success and try to emulate it within ourselves? It really becomes about how your belief systems become shaped. Mm. So now how you're defining what success looks like and it becomes on the surface. So above the surface is always those behaviors, actions, what we can actually tangibly see. But we don't go see the person who's been crying before they posted it on that Instagram, who's like pretty much at that point where they have to, you know, they're anchored in it. I've given this to this audience and I may not be able to show up as my authentic self because every time I show up, it's this is what they see. So that becomes part of it. There are individuals that are needed in, to lead organizations and lead innovation and to lead education. So the goal is not to explore this and say, I'm walking away from it. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and you know, open a food truck that sells grilled cheese. That's, that's not it. That's not, you know, unless you make the meanest grilled cheese, you know, known to man that is going to really attract and it gives your heart joy. I think the reality of it is, is stepping outside and getting to that state of consciousness to even ask yourself, what is this purposeful season in my life? All of us are in a season of our of our life. For me, I the opportunity to really have an influence on my home. I work on my business. I work in my business. Um, I even in this process got a part time job that I actually love. It's like six hours, a couple days out of the week, and it's serving another person, like in an administrative assistant capacity and helping manage some projects. So it's not you know, detrimental, you know, allows me to have that supplemental income for right now so that I can really do what I, what I love. So there are so many creative ways to approach this. Like you said, it's not all or nothing and it's not everybody else's blueprint. This is why um, it makes me think of, you know, when my husband and I would talk about our forever home, we're like, we need to get to the point where we're with some land and we're out mm-hmm. of our normal cookie cutter community, like the one we live in, we want to go back to that, like kind of like what our grandparents and stuff knew where it was like, this was your home. It's your design. It's your pieces. Why wouldn't you treat your life like that? So there's so much to unpack there because let's go back to the fact that you got a part-time job. You just kind of passed over that, but we're going to come back to it. We're going to come back to the fact that you are a woman who worked for 17 years for the Walt Disney Company full-time and now have your own company, but you took on a part-time job. And some people will say, are you crazy? I will say that is amazing because it's, it's not standard, right? It goes against the grain of how people determine success and what the society and people say. But I think you love something, you're passionate about something you need supplement, you need or want whatever it is, supplemental income to help take care of your family, take care of your dreams, right? You found a way for that and you didn't allow ego or judgment or whatever stop you. And here you are. You love it too. Yeah. Uh, from a faith perspective, it became from, you know, from a true Christian faith perspective for me, I was like, it was as if God was like, there's really no excuse. You know, so whether, you know, someone else comes from a, a spiritual standpoint and said the universe aligned it, you manifested it. I got the phone call. And again, I got the phone call saying, hey, there's this opportunity the day after I committed to putting in my resignation. 
the day after. So I don't consider it a coincidence. It was confirmation for me as I just, again, leveraging your network. So you get unconventional. Somebody might need to go put their skills and their talents on Fiverr. I love that I saw the other day um, someone challenging organizations to look at hospitality professionals who who are you know months now out of work and may not be in a community that's going to rebuild to say maybe they need to come into the tech field. Maybe their customer service skills can help us because we're with engineers and other things. I love that. I absolutely love that that it says be and take take a moment. I think I have been trained by the best customer service organization in the world. Even when it went wrong, it went right because we had course correction and it came from listening, demonstrating empathy and understanding why is this guest in front of me and why are you not enjoying yourself at a theme park? Because that's the whole goal. The whole goal is for you to be enjoying your vacation. So my task now is to get you mentally more than physically back on your vacation, but mentally engaged in your vacation. Right. Why can't I now take that and serve? I'm working at a publishing company. Talk about the most intimate experience when someone's sharing their thoughts and their ideas that maybe they've been working on for a decade to bring that to light. I'm honored. I'm grateful. How can you not be? And and I, I love it because confirmation, but it's also, right, sometimes we have to do things that are just non-traditional, that are just out there. And people are like, like when I, when I got out of law school, I took, I was working part-time at a law firm and I love my boss. He, he was a mentor to me. He took me in when the economy was not the greatest and I was working part-time and I was like, you know, right now this allows me the time and chance and opportunity to work on my dreams. Like, cause I wasn't working full-time. So I didn't have an excuse, right? I was like, here it is. Here's your chance to start laying the groundwork for what would be this podcast. What would be for everything. And sometimes people look down on that as like part-time. Yeah, part-time. That's awesome. Like you said, you would not have been able to do the pivot you wanted if you were working full-time 50 hours a week and maintain something was going to give, whether your family or health, you know, your health or something. But here you are in a situation of your own creation and, and God's work, right? To help others, to serve others with the skills that you've learned from, like you said, a number one highest rated customer service company in the world, serving others with your passion, with your joy in helping them lead fulfilling lives. And that's not to say, guys, as as we're talking about this, because she's serving others in such a way that's giving back. It's not to say that that's what we you have to do, right? But what I th- think the lesson I want to make sure you get is she's doing it on her terms. And, and Lynette, what would you say to people who are like, but my life isn't like that? What would you tell them? Because I think there are some people who are listening who are struggling with the fact that things haven't aligned for them. It's not the way. How can they make the best of their situation? What would you tell them? I definitely think the first things first is, what are you really good at? Because we spend so much time going down the path of if I could do this better, if mm-hmm. I could do that, if I could hire, do, maybe that's not aligned with your purpose and it does not feed your joy, but you've been taught that or you've been saying that to yourself for so long. So you actually have to get outside of those thoughts and stop 
kind of giving yourself this same little circle or triangle that you're in of like, well, I, I don't know. I don't think I can do that. Or someone said that I can't. Like, I love those stories when people are like, take that high school guidance counselor who said I was not going <laughs> to you know, do this. And I went to an Ivy League college. I love that. Oh, we do need to change the narrative and we need to get people in those roles. But going back to, you know, not to, to spiral off from there, I definitely think that, you know, you've got to focus on your self-development and create that that reality and that picture because our, our world and how we experience becomes our reality. And so for me, you know, I want to conquer the opportunities available and the possibilities and be that constant explorer. I want at 90, they'd be like, she's still out here <laughs> looking for new ways to serve and to show up given with the breath that she has in her body mm-hmm. because I'm not who I am today at 39, maybe different at, you know, at 49, maybe the type of coaching that I do, you know, like you said, this whole, I almost feel like I'm in a paid internship with this part-time job because the owner of the company has sold so much into my life about just running a business because it, and, and has shared support and love and says, I, I know that as long as you're not doing something with publishing and become my competition, you're good. And it was like, they're two totally different lanes. You know? So why not seek out something like that, that says, where can I go and maybe benefit and get paid to learn, to grow and to, to leverage kind of that skill set. So there's always something to go back to and say, you are of value. Every single person is of value, every single person. But you have to take the framework of it. We all have the same framework, our health, um, our emotional you know, life, our spiritual life, our mental capacities. Mm-hmm. And you take that and you put it into focus, though. And you start to say, how do those things work as pillars and work as a collaborative environment? And maybe, um, you know, right now, my wellness is where I'm winning. <laughs> and so how do you leverage that? And don't give up on that. You don't have to give up certain things to ensure your dreams come true. And I think that's a myth. That is such a myth. Um, I think I'm doing more of what I love. Yeah. There's there's nothing I could add to that. I mean, there's nothing I could add to that. The other thing I I do want to say, though, that's slightly related, but from this entire interview, it's, it's been an awesome conversation, by the way. There's a joy in you that I think people can see. Do you think that the way people see you now versus where, say, 10 years ago is different? It, it definitely is. I think that um, I've gone through kind of stages. You know, I've gone through ego leadership. I've gone through boss mode. Um, I've gone through all of those things. And this this stage of Lynette is the most authentic and connected mm. because I'm living intentionally and I'm living up to expectations that I have um, not even expectations, but experiences. And I, I make decisions based on my value. So it's great that you use the word joy because as we talked, I talked about how I've done a value is elicitation exercise and joy is my number one. And joy for me, because joy can mean something different to every single person sitting in the room saying that's my number one value. It means, because happiness to me is fleeting. Joy is finding the purpose in even the pain. And even the challenges and even the sorrows, it's, it's, it's that exploration. And so I am joyful right now. This year, my husband said to me, it, it just aligned with um, some work that I was doing with the publishing company. They also have a nonprofit. So on the 
Thursday before my mom's birthday this year, we were doing a food drive and we were supporting a local community. And I just was like beaming, like, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe this is work, like giving back to the community. It gets to my mom's birthday. And my husband said to me, hey, I don't know if you've noticed this, but this is probably the most seamless birthday you've had of your mom. Like you've honored her with the kids. You've done some things, but you're more open. You're more talkative today. It's normally a really rough day for you. And that's like, that to me was just knowing I'm moving in the right direction. Um, And I am grateful that I can combine whether it's work or service or just living to be able to really address at the core what what could have been a hangup for me in my life, which is the loss of my mom. Hands down. And, you know, uh, joy just seemed to be the word I related with you. But in in all that you've said in this past uh, 30 plus minutes, honestly, um, there's an authenticity that you're showing. And I think you can really see from people, uh, and, and guys, take this as a challenge, if you will, that when people are happy, right, there's an authenticity that kind of shines out in them, in their actions, in their words, in their efforts, right? There's something about it where when you're being your true self, when you're, you've embraced your own choices, when you've decided, hey, this is my life, I'm going to do it. I've noticed that in those individuals, there is joy for you, but there is a, I think it's joy for everyone, actually. I'm just going to, I think that's actually a very good word because their authenticity shines and the world has now gotten that person that it was intended to get. I think we're all in this evolution of trying to figure out who we are. And it sounds like you're there. You're still growing. You're still learning. But you're at that point where you're like, hey, this is me. This is where I am and this is the path I'm taking. And it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you know, learning to love different forms of workouts. But I tell you what, I'm doing the workouts that I like. I'm doing the ones that connect with me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's intention and it serves me the movement I need and, the, you know, the purpose and the, you know, more mindful moments. It might be yoga. So I think that, again, when somebody thinks wellness, it's like, well, I'm not going to get out here and do no hit workout, <laughs> you know, three times, three times a day. I'm not a three time a day. Right. I'm not, you know, uh, going for the Olympics. Remember, performance equals potential minus interferences. Um, what I won't do is tie myself up with maybe scrolling more on it, on on social media with mm-hmm. a different image. When if I find myself in that moment of like my mind's a little restless, I okay, well go just go do a stretching exercise for like seven because that's what that's what serves me. My husband gets up every morning and you know go works out you know safely at our local YMCA. So we've tried to both cultivate. A lot of those authentic works. And it's been really fun because he's kind of been the person along my certification journey, um, specifically in a lot of this, you know, um, work on the brain called the limbic performance system because certification halted. I couldn't fly out to California. He became my, so now I have, you know, there's two of us in the home on a purpose journey and exploring it. It's great to have a partner, you know, bring others along. And I think sometimes our fear is, well, if I change me, will the others closest to me except me my son goes he's told me that mommy you seem so much happier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's something about it i mean it's not you li- when you live for yourself and not for the opinions of others it's a powerful thing lynette before i let you go and i hate to let you go 
But before I let you go, I got to ask, what is one thing that these dream chasers that are listening to you today, what is one thing they can do as they chase their dreams? I think you should not take for granted the notes you've written over an extended amount of time. So a lot of times, you know, you have that thought, maybe you wrote it in a journal, go back and visit it. Does it still resonate? What emotion does it evoke? Because we spend probably a lot of time thinking it's that new shiny thing and it's probably been embedded a long time ago. And I'll give you an example because part of my final uh, exam or my capstone course in graduate school, I ended up writing a devotional called Just Make the Bed. And I talk about the journey of habit forming and how making the bed helped me postpartum and stuff like that. Well, that was great. Passed the class, got my graduate degree. Here I am two years later, ready to continue it because it aligns with the work that I do. So you're not just going to be that overnight success. There are, seeds, there are things that you have hopefully put into fertile ground probably five, 10, maybe 15 years ago. Again, when I chose at six months to stay with Disney and to say, I don't, not only do I want to stay, I want to be a leader with this company at 21. People bet on me and, and gave me that opportunity. I can walk away and say I had a 17-year career leaving at mid-level leadership and operational leadership. So people can't discount their experiences. I think they need to take a moment to visit them and put together the Choose Your Own Adventure. I love it. Lynette, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and experiences with everyone here. I, I learned a lot. I hope everyone else did. I think you gave them a lot to think about. Let me ask you, before I let you go, where can these guys connect with you to learn more about you and to just connect and follow you? Absolutely. So I have my own website, lynettephillips.com. It gives, you know, just a little bit of bio. You can fill out the contact form. Tell me how I can serve you best, like how we can collaborate. I am on uh, Instagram. So Lynette. T. Phillips. I am on Facebook, Lynette T. Phillips. I'm the most active on LinkedIn uh, in the sense I'd love to make connections there and engage the audience. So, um, you know, it's a growth in progress. It's pretty unconventional. You never know where I'm going to pop up on social media or do certain things, but those are definitely ways to connect. We follow, um, send me a note. You can send me an email at hello at lynettephillips.com. And I'm happy to, you know, continue the conversation. That's awesome. Guys, be sure to follow her. And as always, you can find the links on the show notes page. You know that. Lynette, thank you once again. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. And there you have it, guys. That was Lynette Phillips. Amazing, right? Am I not right? She has an amazing story. And I love that she is living in her authenticity, making her own choices. And she truly has gone through the four phases of transformation that I think uh, are there. She learned more about herself. She's tested to see what it is she wants to do. She did it. And she is checking in with herself and trying new things. And I think that's what, all I want for all of you who are watching this and listening, right? So guys, if you haven't already, I hope you took notes. If not, you can find everything about Lynette. The show notes are there. Check it out at amyj21.com slash episode 233. That's episode 233. All right, Dream Chasers, until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. 
Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.